Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 418 of 60MW, and a decade of decadence catch-up show. I'm Dave, and finally, after many months apart, I am joined by Tom. Hello. Hello. It's been a while. It's been a long while. A very long while indeed. You sent me a screen grab from your Skype from when we last recorded on Skype, which was the yes. 20, 23rd of July, 2021. <laughs> the last time. And then, of course, we recorded together here at 60MW Towers in August. And then since then... We haven't done anything. <laughs> so No, no, not a peep from us uh, together since, since no, August. That's it. I mean, of course, people listen to our crapmas shows from 2015. Well, hopefully they did. If you didn't, go and listen to them. There's 12 of them. <laughs> and uh, I, I tweeted as well, we're going to do it again this year. I don't know why. Why are we going to put ourselves through that again? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 12, 12 of them. We're going to start recording on Christmas Day again. Terrible. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely terrible. Uh, right. I'd better lay out from the beginning what's going to happen in this episode. So this is a catch up show. It's not like a regular format show. We are going to be back to recording regular format shows. <clears throat> Excuse me. From next month. Uh, what well, This is going to be in two parts. Part one is going to be a catch up where because we haven't recorded for so long. So this episode is going to be in two parts. Part one is going to be me and Tom catching up with with everything. And uh, I know, I know from podcast listening myself, and this this, and I'm interested to know what you think about this, Tom. Is that when you've been listening to a podcast for a while, and this one, I always go back to this NFL show that I've been listening to for. I think this will be year nine that I've been listening to it. And of course, you know, I want to hear all about the American football, but I also want to hear about the hosts of it. You get really invested in them. You see them. We see them as friends. They're, they're in my ears for hours and hours every week. And I know that people that listen to us, we still, you know, we've got listeners that came across Mate's Picture House and they enjoy listening to what's going on in our lives. I'm also aware that there's listeners out there that go, no, I just want to hear about the 80s stuff. So I will, I will put a timestamp in the podcast notes for this show. And if you want to listen to me, Tom, have a catch up about stuff, that's fine. If you want to listen just to part two, which is going to be 80s related news like we normally do, you can skip straight to that. There'll be no movie talk. That'll be in the regular format show that we're going to start again next month. So hopefully you are all going to stick with us through the entire show. But what do you think about that, mate, before we carry on? You know, because you've listened to podcasts, different ones and different ones over the years. Yeah, yeah, not as much as I used to. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be odd if um, I was listening to a podcast and they went away for five, six months and come back and, you know, didn't say what had been going on and what they'd been up to, mm-hmm. uh, the hosts. So, um, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, good to know. And obviously, as you said, you'll put a little timestamp in there and you've got the option to uh, not listen. Yeah, so right now you can either look at the podcast notes and jump to the 80s news or you can stick with us. So we're going to begin, mate, with this catch-up. What I want to do is take everybody. We're going to do a little bit of time travelling. We're going to do a Marty McFly, but we're not going to go back. We're not going to go back to 1955. 
what we're going to do is we're going to go back to November 2019. Obviously, when the world was a very different place indeed, uh, a few months before, you know, the big C happened that we don't talk about on these shows. And I want to play a couple of minute clip. And you haven't heard this, Tom. I put it together just a few days ago. So I'm interested, obviously, in what you think of what you said. And then we're going to catch up of, of, of what's happened since then, because it's very it's very relevant to what's happened, obviously, in the in the gap since we've been away and everything. So come with us on on a lovely trip back in time to November 2019. One thing I was going to bring up, um, I didn't know whether to bring it up with you before we recorded or record it on air, because it could be the thing where I like, listen back in a year and be like, oh, well, that didn't pan out at all, did it? <laughs> but um, this wouldn't, this to you shouldn't come as a juddering shock. Um, but after Christmas, I'm going to start looking at for jobs in London. Oh, uh, yeah. But obviously, I plan to move to London. Oh. So, um, yeah, I've been in Norwich for this is ten years this year. I've lived in Norwich, and I like Norwich, and I'm not desperate to leave Norwich. So it's going to be a, you know, it's not going to be like I need to get out. I need to get out. I need to be gone by the end of February and anywhere, anything like that. But. Mm. Um, I feel like it's time to make a change, and you know how often I'm down there. So, um, oh god, yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's not just for wrestling stuff. That's not just for Eve stuff. That's just everything. So, um, yeah, I want to tr- um, I'll try and transition out of retail, obviously, because when I moved to Norwich, I just got a transfer from the supermarket I worked in in Fetford to one of their branches in Norwich with a plan to be like, well, I'll do that, and then I'll get another job, and I never did. And I <laughs> applied for about, I think I applied for about two jobs. <laughs> so gonna do it the other way around um like applying for jobs like just looking on job websites recently it's just like it seems to be a lot easier as in not to get the jobs but like it's all you know you just upload your cv and stuff like that oh yeah it's a lot easier now definitely so so um yeah um there will be i'm sure there'll be updates it's a big i'm a bit like i'm flitting between like excitement and like bricking <laughs> it a little bit Cause it's a hell of a jump, but um, yeah, I've got to do something. I'm like feeling like I'm growing stagnant, and you know, I'm 37 in, t- in a week, mm. and I feel like this is you know, before it gets, I don't want to be the sort of middle aged parody like clinging on to youth. I've got you know, I'm aware of how much time I have to act <laughs> irresponsibly. I have lived, and you know, like you could, you could, I could do it till I'm 60, but I don't want to be that you know that one so while i'm still while i've still got my 30s i've still got several years of my 30s left i feel like i should try and get down there you're gonna do it you're gonna do it so that was from episode 207 back in november 2019 and then like i said 2020 happened and everybody's plans went out of the window uh but there's been an update mate there's been some major updates so <laughs> you know you know that actually made me a little misty eyed listening to that um <laughs> uh, because yeah i mean it is the the most major of updates i guess because uh in uh start of october last year i i did it i transitioned out of retail and yes. i i moved to london and it was exciting, and it was uh, at the same time, and it took a and it, uh, for a long time when I moved. It was like that, and um, yeah, I I did it. 
it's i mean obviously i knew about it you, you were good friends of <laughs> yeah, course you know and i did this is the first time hearing about it you bastard no it's um but fair play i think everybody listening has, has got to hold the hands up and say good on you mate because to do that i mean the the two of the most stressful things anyway is to move house and to start a new job to do them both together and still while there's a pandemic going on is it takes some balls mate and and you did it you know we you talked about it so often and the end of year show at 2019 it was all yeah come on we got stuff planned and i'd got a couple yeah. of things planned and you made you made it happen which is you know i think it's a positive message for everybody out there that yeah, you, oh you, god, yeah, you, yeah. But you've got to go out and make it happen. It, it. I, I know with you, it didn't. Everything just didn't fall in your lap. You had to go out there and make it happen, didn't you? Yeah. So what happened was, I think in March of 2020, it was I had. Um, I actually came down to London for a job interview, um, and that um, didn't happen. And then just like mentally, during the worst of what we've all been through, I just couldn't even. I couldn't even think of doing it. It just mentally was too much. At the start of January last year, uh, twenty twenty one, I tried to start again, but it was just too much. Um, and then we got to uh, uh, like the summer, yeah, you know, like August, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much. I was just like, okay, like this is things have died down a little. It's still here. It's still going on, but you know, I think I'm ready mentally too. And within. Um, I just started applying and then uh, had an interview. Um, I, I won't say where I work anymore, um, but I had an interview somewhere. And um, yeah, but the same day, a few hours later, um, I was working a, a late shift at Sainsbury's, which is where I used to work. And mm-hmm. um, I got a call. I got an email. So I got an email offering me a job. And uh, it was just a very chaotic two weeks of coming down to London to look at houses and um yeah, I, I left Sainsbury's on a Friday. I moved to London on a Saturday and I started working my new job on the Monday. Oh my God, that's It was that's full crazy. on and it's remained full on. Um, I've recently passed my probation at the uh, the place I worked at. It wasn't really much of a, a worry because it's um, I work in, um, you know, like a distant, like a cousin of retail. I work in customer services now in an office. Mm. Um and um so obviously I'm, I'm on the phone and emailing customers all yeah all the time so but yeah it's been fucking weird and really cool and a lot of fun i've done so, lots of fun stuff and but it's just been like but there's been a lot of like because it's just it was a lot very quickly <laughs> oh yeah like you said when you leave one job on the friday you move to a new city on the Saturday, then you start a new job on a yeah. On a and I worked at Sainsbury since 1999 <laughs> as a student, then full time, and so that was like it's always been part of my life, for better or worse. It's just always, you know, it's been that constant. You know, wherever I lived in Fetford or Norwich or wherever I lived, I was just like, well, it's, and you know, whatever I've done, it's just like, oh yeah, that was yeah, I worked at Sainsbury's, and, and then just to do it like you say, moving is stressful. New job is stressful. Yeah, yeah. But um, both at once and to a completely new city is, it is stressful if you if you if you're curious. <laughs> but you, but, um, yeah, no, I've I, I did it and um, yeah, I'm proud of myself. I um, I didn't know be. I had it in me. So you should be. 
and I hope everybody listening to this is as well and and lets you know go give Tom, give Tom a tweet send us an email I think I think it's such a really good thing to do and a, a brave thing to do like that uh, yeah you've done I it. It, I just it was just to a point where I'd like two weeks I gave two weeks notice so I was just like well here we go I've just got to do this and just fucking went just did it house you know well, you, you could give him a notice at my old house just yeah. move everything would get a van sorted all of this and it's just like do it and it's like and then then breathe afterwards and um it's only quite recently i've been able to breathe a bit more but it's been yeah. fun it's been a fun free free and a bit month oh, so good. far so that's good because you said you know you've been at sainsbury's over over 20 years and mm. you, you know your job is secure there was about as secure a job as you can get these days i guess and you could mm. have if you wanted to you could have played it safe and stayed there till you retired had your pension yeah, hell yeah this, that, and the other, but you wanted to do something different. And I I know from jobs I've had in the past, and I've worked with people, and it used to really piss me off. And and I'm aware that, you know, not everybody can change the jobs if they if they want to. You know, this, everybody's circumstances are different. But there were some guys that I used to work with, and every day, without fail, they would moan and moan about the job. Uh, <laughs> And I wasn't happy there, and so I made the decision, and I got out of there. Yeah. But they didn't. They just came in and every day moaned about the same thing, but didn't do anything about it. And they were in a situation where they could have, if they wanted to, have gone and found something else and moved on. But no, they just stayed there and moaned about it. So. It, yeah, I mean, I always had the uh, worry, like you know, being in the same job and doing retail for so long. There's a stigma, and there absolutely is, I think. Um, with some places about, um, you know, they just look at a Sainsbury's on um, someone's CV, resume, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and just think, oh, they've just been shelf stacking for 20 years when I was like, I can assure you from uh, when I used to work there, shelf stacking was the last thing I did. <laughs> I, don't, like, I didn't have to do so much, but then actually getting getting a call from a company, you know, talking to a company who were just like, oh, what did you do? And I said, oh, yeah, this, that, that, this, you know, yeah. you know, just, it's, it was a lot more than just that. And, you know, um, yeah, I think people who work in retail are very underappreciated because mm-hmm, um, uh, it's not just shelf stacking. There's a lot of stuff that has to be done yeah. every day. And, um, yeah, but on the same hand, I'm glad I'm not in retail anymore. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's nice just to go to an office and, like, everyone I work with is really nice. Like, there's an amazing team of people I'm working with. Um, I fit in really well, I think. Um, we have a laugh. It's been no. I mean, obviously, we've not been in the office recently because of uh, you know what. But um, we're starting to slowly go back in. I've just started a ten-day holiday today. It's my first holiday since I saw you, Dave. Wow. It's my first extended period of time off, which is longer than three or four days uh, uh, since last August. So um, yeah, it's just yeah. When I go back, we're going to be back in the office more, and yeah, it's 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 cool. It's cool. So you were in Norwich for a long, long time. Which yeah, it, decades, it's, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's a big place, you know. It's not just a tiny little village, but it is. Yeah, it is stuck out of the way. It's so difficult to get to. Uh, I've well, only, yeah, I've um, never been there yeah, once, with, and it's a nightmare. When I moved from Fetford to Norwich, it was just like you know, it was a huge leap, and you know, it had everything there I wanted. I was like, oh, it's got a picture house cinema, it's got an Odeon, it's got, <laughs> you know, it's got this, it's got that restaurants and shops and that and yeah. you know it's got good transport routes you know if i do want to go to at that point I, you know i didn't really go to london much but then i started to go to london more and then more and more and then there was just more in london you know it wasn't like i said in that thing it wasn't just going for eve it was um um 
Everything. You know, just because I, I came down here for gigs, I came down here for movie Q and A's and stuff like that, and um, all the Mark Commode things. Uh, I went to every month, and it was like it's going to make it's just more of my sense if I live down here, yeah. and I and uh, yeah, and now I do, and now I'm going to all this shit, and it's the novelty has not worn off. <laughs> I'm surprised, I keep getting messages from you that you know oh, it's the BFI tonight, it's the Prince Charles Cinema tonight, it's this show here, it's this gig there it's so because everything happens in london you know if anything it comes does. across to the uk it is of course going to happen first in london and you're right in the thick of it so you've got and of course with the the public transport system there no matter whereabouts you are you can just hop on a bus or on the underground yeah. or anything like that and everything's yeah, yeah. not too far away at all is it for you no not at all so i'm in um southwest london um i'm in tooting I, said, um, I hope this. I hope there's people listening that are old enough. I'm guessing there will be because we're an '80s related show. But I always think. I hope people thought when you said tooting, they thought of the TV show Citizen Smith, <laughs> because he was into it. Was it the tooting? Was it the tooting Popular Front or something? I think it was because as soon as you yeah, moved, I, like that. I, yeah, I, I sent so. you a picture of him. So because that's the first thing that came to my mind. So what's it like getting from tooting into what people would associate as you know, like city centre London? Oh, well, so I can get to, um, I'm five-minute walk from Tooting Broadway Tube. Mm-hmm. Um, to give away my location too much, but um, I'm five minutes from uh, <laughs> the Tooting Broadway Tube. Also, I'm 20 minutes walk from the office, which is very nice. I'm in a very good location. It's not like the greatest place I've ever lived. Like, it's obviously, I'm happy here because yeah. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't. But, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, it doesn't have, a, I don't have a living room. It's not like a shared house thing again, like I've done in the past. It's, um, yeah. Um, like a smaller room, no, there's no really like living room, but the location is amazing. <laughs> like, that's good. Um, yeah, so I'm five minutes from the tube. That's on the northern line, so I can get to, like, I can get to Waterloo where the BFI is in about just under twenty minutes from when the train arrives. About twenty-five minutes to Leicester Square. Um, pretty much everywhere I need to, I like I like to go in London. If I'm, I've got a couple of friends uh, in North London. Um, I've got a couple, some friends in East London, but I can pretty much get everywhere I want um, within about 25, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And like you said, you've got yeah, so, much, good. so much to choose from now, now you're there, that it's just, you're, you're, you're pretty busy, mate. I know that. Not just with work, but it has opened up a whole new world for things to do after work, which is a really good thing. Yeah, like it's just cool some nights. I'll just be like, oh, they're showing blank of Prince Charles. So I'll just go and see that. Like, with the first films I saw this year were like Fast Times at Regiment High in 35 mil, just because I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, Superman in 35 mil. Yeah, I saw night. Superman last weekend in 35 mil. The print, the, the film snapped halfway through and they had to <laughs> take 10 minutes to repair it, <laughs> which was great. Added to it a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been saying, like, uh, we went, uh, me and Rob, I was reunited with Rob Beardsley at last. After that, it'd been a few years as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've been we've been there a couple of times. We went to see Monster Squad and uh, Andre Gower and um, the other guy, sorry, can't remember his name. They were both there and, you know, we, they did a and a afterwards and we met and got photos and then we went to see the Rocky Four. I'm sure this is something we'll be talking about in a bit, mm-hmm. the Rocky Four director's cut. Uh we went to see that, so I've been reunited with Rob and meeting people I haven't seen in years and uh, made some new friends, and it's just like, oh, this is it's lovely. All it's all good, yeah. Any listeners it's just... Any listeners in London? There you go. Tom's down there now. You might see him. You might see him in passing. Go up to him. Say hello. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll be, I mean, I mean, God, one already did. But the day I, uh, I don't know if they, um, if they listen or they just follow the Twitter feed. Uh, but the, the day I moved, because I'm an idiot, I went to the Eve show the day I moved. I like, oh I moved God. in and I got in everything <laughs> all in and I got mostly unpacked by about three or four. And I was just like, oh, it's Eve at um, a brewery in uh, Wolverhampton. Um, because that's where we're running out of at the moment. And I was like, yeah, I'll go to that. I can't remember anything about the show. Yeah. It's like, I was like, a, like so out of it. I can't tell you like who I spoke to or anything, but I just went down there. And I do remember someone who won one of the prizes on the competitions that we ran on the website uh, came up to me. And uh, they were from Norwich. <laughs> they were coming down for the Eve show. They recognized me. Nice. And uh, yeah, so that's actually already happened. Awesome. And I had to break it to them that I just moved to London. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah but i mean yeah I'm, my uh, my stomping grounds are going to be the prince charles uh and uh bfi for things like that but um yeah it's just and just things that i wouldn't normally go to like i we like last month no sorry november i was just like oh marillion they're playing the hammersmith um apollo in um next weekend mm. i was just like i haven't seen them live in like over 10 years might as well go i just did <laughs> so, off the cuff like yeah if i was in norwich i'd be like yeah it'd be nice but i just can't be bothered to go down there the cost of the trains i'd have to get a hotel or blah blah blah, yeah, blah and yeah. i was like nah. but now like i'm just going to gigs like i'm going to see wasp um i mean i've seen wasp loads mm-hmm. um but they're, they're touring um i'm going to go see billy idol and the go-go's in in june um I just saw um, Tangerine Dream are playing in March. And I was like, these are like, you know, like, um, and I think uh, Cheap Trick are playing in October. They were playing in February, but that got postponed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm just like, yeah, these these bands were like, yeah, I'd love to see them live, but I just can't be asked to book the trains, book the time off work, book the hotel, book it, do this, do that. And now I'm just like, yeah, I'll just book it. So much easier. And it's, yeah, it's so really like weird. all these bands, like, that, I'd have probably not seen unless they yeah. came closer to me. I'm just, yeah, well, I'll just yeah. go now. So. Yeah, of course. You know, there's the, not just the time, the cost of it as well. There's yeah, you know, five quid on a tube. I love of, it. Yeah, both of those have been reduced. And what I found really weird is because as the crow flies, you're quite a bit further away from from me now. But yes. but and again, this is just trying to wrap my head around it. Still, uh, even though you're further away. It's a lot quicker for you to get here, and it's a lot cheaper for you to get here. Yes, I'm further away but closer. I can get to you in 90 minutes now, whereas it would have been about four and a half, five hours. That's so weird. No, no, that's an exaggeration. About three and a half, four hours, um, I'd say, um, coming in from Norwich to Liverpool Street and coming across to uh, Euston. But, yeah, Euston's on my tube line as well because everything is. Uh, So, yeah, it would just be like a... 26 minutes on the tube to Euston Station, and then, yeah, some of the trains are 90 minutes. It's the same with my old housemate, Finn. Uh, he lives in um, a, a village called Settle, which is about 40 minutes train out of Leeds, um, and to get there from Norwich was a long time. And it cost. I went up in July before I came to see you, Dave, and it was like 100 quid, but I'd gotten bonus wow. from work. I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to go. And... Now it's again, it's about ninety minutes, and it's about thirty quid each way, maybe less. If you, I mean, I didn't even look at return, but I know it was thirty quid single. So That's I'm just like, well, difference. and yeah, much quicker. And again, I'm further away. I'm, I'm, you know, like a 
over 100 miles further south, but yeah. it's quick. It's so much quicker. <laughs> so, yeah, the transport links, amazing. Yeah, I think that's another example of how out of the way and awkward it is to get back into from Norwich, really. It's, you know, they had to go so far south to come back up north and whereas now everything's a lot more direct. I want to know as well, what has been... What's been the scariest thing? What, have you had any particular scariest moments since you've, you know, you've got the new place to live and you've got the new job? Has there been any sort of bum twitching moments where you've gone, oh fucking hell? What's what's been the most nerve wracking? Say, I mean, I think there's just been this general. There was a general like because I, I like you know, obviously when you start a new job, you know, most places you're on a probationary period, mm-hmm. and I was um, for three months. Um, but I knew, like, I, you know, like deep down, I knew, like, this is talking to customers, and that's what I've, that's been my bread and butter for, you know, twenty years. Like, yeah. I know how to talk to people. You know, that's that's a given. Um, but you know, when it got into like when there was about a month left in December, it was the start of the first week of January was when it ended, and you know, that was just it was just brain being an idiot, anxiety really kicked in, mm-hmm. and the worry about it, um, and it was fine, obviously. But, um, yeah, that was, I think that was the most, I mean, I knew, you know, when you know something's all right, but there's that idiot yeah. part of your brain that's like, yeah, yeah, no, something's, something, you know, your shoe's going to, the other shoe's going to drop, you know, and then you'll be <laughs> fucked because you're without a net here. Um, well, that, yeah, I mean, that is the thing. You were, you were just flying without a net. You really were. Because, you know, you, you jumped in with two feet, didn't you? And, and okay, this, this is, this is definitely going to work. I'm going to make it work house job and then because you know god forbid anything went wrong it'd be like whoa what what do you do yeah i mean i mean yeah if something had gone wrong i mean it's you know it's yeah if something were to go wrong i mean obviously i don't think it will it's not going to go wrong at this point um uh but um yeah, I'd, I wouldn't even be back at Norwich. I'd be back at Fetford at my mum's, man, <laughs> for, for a short term. You know, I'd be, you know, it's, yeah, I am without a net, but it's fine. I mean, I'm, you know, from talking to my manager at work and all that sort of stuff, I'm I'm doing okay, so. That's good. Yeah, no, I mean, um, yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird <laughs> talking about it. It's weird being being somewhere else like i'm actually going to norwich tomorrow because um my brother and i are going to see the book of mormon something i booked while i lived in norwich um and it's been postponed a couple of times and it's tomorrow so but like i've been in i've been to norwich since which was a fucking disaster (laughs) because i went to see i went to see dr tom and yully and they both had contact traces so that was a very brief uh uh like hour in Norwich um I'm hoping tomorrow will go a bit better um yeah but being back there it was like I've never been away it's one of those weird things yeah yeah of course yeah I almost started walking towards where I used to live at one point it was uh it was strange but um but yeah no yeah sometimes like some days I'm just walking to the tube I've got to get the tube I've got to go to this go and see Mark Commode at BFI or I've got to go and see like last weekend I was like oh yeah I've got to get to um because on in Soho because Benedict Cumberbatch is doing an intro for Power the Dog and that was just it was just you know just like okay this is a thing I have to do and then on the way back I was just like oh, every now and again it just pops it's normally when I'm on the tube I'm just sat there I'm just like yeah. I live here now yeah <laughs> yeah I should imagine that, that you would have those moments here where it just sort of it just hits you at random now and again that, oh oh fuck yeah I did it and I'm here and I've just I've just like you said I've just gone and seen Benedict Cumberbatch and 
watched an awesome movie and yeah i think it's really and going back to that clip that i played back in november 2019 you did it all before you were 40 you did it while you were still in your 30s yeah just you did it mate you did it you did it which is again you, you know you set yourself a target and and you did it so yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, that was that was always the target before um, before I hit forty, and I just uh, I mean, I'm forty in November, um, mm. so just managed it. What? And I was thinking, I was thinking that bit about you know, like not wanting not wanting to be like a, a parody and still cling on to my loof, my loof, my youth. But you know, yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna keep doing with this until you know something else happens, and yeah, yeah, who knows? I want to stop down and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm here now. So who knows what? Yeah, so that's what I've been doing the last few months. <laughs> <laughs> so, have, by the way, I mean, I can't bring up your big birthday, mate, without asking. I mean, any plans already oh, of what you'd well, like to do? I mean, I know it's still sort of a, you know. I mean, in an ideal world, uh, I went to New York when I was thirty, and I would yeah. have liked to go to America or something. I mean, I probably will be able, to, like, it'll probably be safer to go there in November, you know, to, to have a holiday, but. I know I want to do something, but I haven't even thought about it yet. Like stuff like that. Every, like it's just been like just like let's just get through these three months, and now I'm through the three months, and now we're in fucking this never-ending month of January. Yeah, it's a long one. Um, yeah, it's just like let's just get through this and the latest stuff we've had to get through. Yeah, and uh, let's go. But yeah, no, I should I should do something good should happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely that birthday. Yeah, it should do. So. There we go. That was like November 2019. You you wanted a new job. You wanted a new place to live. You'd got them both. Uh, there was two things I wanted, and that was to have. Um, well, I was unemployed at the time we recorded that. I wanted a job, and regular listeners, you'll know that I got one. I started one. Well, actually, it was. I think we recorded that. That was. Oh my gosh. That was the 23rd of November 2019, so a year and a week later. Um, no, I wasn't unemployed. I'm getting mixed up. I was employed, but in an absolutely fucking horrible job. <laughs> that was it, which I left not too long after that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I got my ideal job in January 2021 because I've been there just over a year now. So that happened. We both got, you got, well, we both got new jobs. So that was cool. You wanted to move. The other thing I wanted was a long overdue op that I've been waiting like 10 years and needed. And I had that. And again, regular listeners know I had that in on the 1st of October last year. And it didn't go quite right. Hence why we've been offline for quite a while. Um, but that's that's done now. Still recovering. Still got, still got apparently another six months before I'm going to feel right and proper but yeah we two things that we both wanted mate that you wanted your job and to move i wanted a, a new job and to get this op done and both have happened for both of us that's kind of cool yeah yeah i mean you know obviously um not uh, just off the podcast you know we'll talk it on the old uh, god uh, don't blame us guys but we did call 2020 the year of change yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not our fault uh, not that, our fault no, um and fault. um I mean, yeah, it just took an extra, uh, an extra year. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know what this is a year of. God knows, God knows. But, um, and I mean, another good thing, obviously, like when you're more 
up and about and you know i'm just i mean i'm getting used to stuff now but like i can you know it's just going to be obviously it's shorter and quicker to come and see you so i can just you know come of a weekend yeah you can nip yeah, up a lot quicker. more you know like it won't it may not be like as long because i don't get as much holiday days as i used to <laughs> retail oh, swimming in them um i have to I have to be a bit more uh cautious with my holidays now yeah um but yeah like i can it's just a lot easier to come and see you yeah it'll be good um, yeah so uh that's uh, always good stuff yes yeah, so we've got that to look forward uh, to later this year we can uh, meet up in person again yes yeah we certainly will we certainly will we'll just have to make that 90 minute two hour journey and that'll be it <laughs> crazy that'll be like that'll be another moment we're like bloody hell yeah <laughs> i don't have to go another two hours to get to get back to uh get back to norwich so. I know. there's a good chance depending on traffic that you know when i pick you up from the train station you you could even be back in london before i'm back here it's going to be like <laughs> yeah you never know yeah you if, you know, get, um, if you get a bit of traffic yeah i might actually beat you beat yeah. you back to the uh could be back like to houston <laughs> some sort of wacky race that we could have train versus car uh, i would yeah. i would love to hear from anybody listening um like i say we recorded that in november 2019 so over the last two and a little bit years there's there's been some good changes positive changes for us uh have you had any let us know send us an email uh, you know the email address. If you don't, I'll say it at the end of the show. But yeah, let us know some of your stories, some good stuff. And yeah, I mean, with you, Dave. I mean, I know. Uh, so I think in the whole, the whole thing after after the up and everything that um, when you messaged me that you'd gone to the Chinese um, in Shirk, <laughs> and you'd, you'd you'd got the dish that you'd been wanting oh, for my, literally years. My spicy. I bet you can have. Yes, my spicy bag, of which we have shared many years ago, a spicy bag. Yeah, food-wise, yes. mate. Oh, it's been amazing to to eat cheese. Yeah, that's been, oh. I've been like, I know, obviously, things are taking longer than hope to recover, but, like, the, the food you've missed yeah. is um, at least you're, you're able to uh, tuck into that now, which yeah. is wonderful. Oh, it's, that's been amazing, mate. And it's always, it's always the really dirty, horrible stuff that I wasn't able to eat that I can now, so... I can eat, I can eat it. It's been, yeah, that's been good. So, uh, yeah, hopefully six months from now I'll be fighting fit again and uh, we shall carry on. But we'll, we're back to our normal, we said, monthly uh, monthly regime of recording and we'll be back in February to the usual format show where I was racking my brain. I, I know, so the last show we recorded was in August and we pick, you know, our first time watch and our rewatch. And I know it was my rewatch pick and I'm fairly certain I picked chopping mal yeah i think so can you can you remember what your first time watch was nope <laughs> neither can i there you go pop quiz. i mean my god pop quiz everybody what was tom yeah, i cannot be blamed for that There's a, I've, had to, I've had to learn a lot of stuff for my new job and life um and yeah unfortunately we'll have to go back to the august yeah. 2021 show and uh skip to the end i've to re-listen to that and uh Hopefully we haven't watched it in the meantime. <laughs> if we have, we'll change it. But if we haven't, we'll stick with that. So that'll, that'll be interesting. Uh, yeah. And let us know again. Send us a tweet or an email if you if you did remember what Tom's first time watch pick yeah. was from, from back in the August show. Uh, because we can't. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. There's a catch up with both of us. If you have listened up until this point, thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, that's got you up to date with everything that's happened with us. As uh, we can go into part two now, mate. Um, so I'd have put the yes. time. I'd have put yes, the timestamp so. here. So hello to everybody that skipped forward. 
and didn't listen to that bit. They've missed, oh, they've missed that £1,000 giveaway that we did. Tough. <laughs> tough. You can yeah, it's already, it's already been taken. Yeah, tough. It was for the people that listened to that first bit. So you should listen to it all. It's your fault. <laughs> we have, of course, there's plenty of 80s related stuff to, to chat about, mate. I always, I just make a note on my phone if anything just comes across my news stream that's 80s related. And because we haven't, we haven't recorded since August, there's quite a bit of 80s related stuff. And I have pared it down, but I, I do want to talk about some other stuff. Stuff I've mentioned before was, you know how the 80s still lives on today? And in one thing I've talked about, I forget who it was, there's different adverts over here in the UK and there's 80s characters come up in them. There's a, a direct line advert over here, or there was before Christmas, uh, which is a, an insurance company. And Robocop was in it putting Robocop into an advert. I just found it bizarre that still, you know, characters from 40 years ago and more are still coming up in, and they've been used in adverts. So who do you, who do you, who would you like to see 80s character mate in an advert over here? And what's, what advert would perfectly suit them? And again, question to the listeners, an 80s, Ooh, an 80s film character, who would you like to see in an advert and what would it be an advert for? Let us know and we'll, we'll uh, read it out in the February show. Just shotgun Jones, anything. <laughs> the classic 1989 film, Shotgun. Yeah, putting him in. Yeah, he could be advertising, I don't like Travel Lodge or something, some motels. <laughs> <laughs> basher yeah, free. Come like to Travel motel. Lodge. They're basher free. That'd be good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, have a really obscure one like that that people would be wondering who the hell is that that's on my screen? Uh, yeah, let's know. Uh, 80s music, mate. There's a sh there's a show, a touring show called 80s Live uh, that's going to be touring the UK. It begins in February this year, and it's going all the way through at the moment until March next year. And it's a stage show, and it's so it's not bands from the 80s. It's a stage show, but they're singing uh, songs from the 80s. So, you know, like, uh, oh, God, what's the show? You'll know now, living in London. The show hmm. that was on the West End for ages, the rock, the queen. Oh, what, Rock of Ages? Rock of Ages, yeah. So sort of similar like that, but it's all 80s pop music with, I think, a few sort of rock ballads thrown in. And that's going all across the UK during 2022. So if that sounds interesting, keep an eye open because... Might be might be where you live. Definitely be where you live now, mate. London. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure somewhere's got it. Yeah, it'd be somewhere, some theatre here. I mean, well, maybe not. I don't know. It could just be a touring show. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they may, they may not. But, yeah, I'll, I'll have a look. Mm. Uh, but, no, that's that's always good. A nice sort of thing like that. Yeah. Uh, Rock of Ages was fun. I, I, I mean, I saw that. I saw, I saw that on Broadway. Oh, <laughs> very nice. What was that like then? Was yeah, that's really good. I mean, that was like almost 10 years ago, so hazy, but I remember it being a lot of fun, the show. Yeah. Well, sticking with music, there are hopefully people that listen to this listen to the soundcheck interview shows that I do, the soundcheck them out shows, because there's a lot of bands on there that have got, you know, quite an 80s sound to them. I did want to recommend two off the top of my head, uh, because there's been loads that have been on the soundcheck them out shows specifically. So if you don't listen to them, and you like 80s sort of style rock music, you probably missed out on quite a few. But a couple of new albums that are out, 
Uh, there's a band called Crazy Licks. Obviously, it's spelled X, proper 80s style. And it's the album's called Street Lethal. If you're into 80s rock music, that's a must-buy. And also, Kissing Dynamite. I had one of the band members on an interview show not long ago, and their new album, Not the End of the Road, that's like highly recommended too. So um, even to you, mate, because I know, obviously, you know, you like your 80s rock music as well. I do, I do. They're very much recommended, so give... Oh, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, give them a listen. It was also, we missed talking about uh, in November, it would have been in our November show last year, because on the 10th of November last year was the 40th anniversary of the Kiss album, The Elder, being released. Oh, we missed that one. God. <laughs> 40 years. That's, that is my most played Kiss album. Yeah, I know you, you, you've said, and I, I, I know as well, because um, I've been in a car with you. <laughs> you've played it. <laughs> Every time I pick you up. Oh, what's, what, what CD's in? Oh, go on, press play, Tom. Oh, it's the Elder again, is it? Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, it's a bit of 80s Kiss. I'm like, yeah. And then you've got a fucking Elder. Me <laughs> pining for asylum. <laughs> Maybe next time, Tom. I'll give you a treat. Yeah, we'll see. I won't hold my breath. Yeah. <laughs> It'll kick up with, like, fanfare or just a boy blasting out through <laughs> the speakers again. That'll be it. There's been another... Right, we 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 talked at length about this in a show. Um, I th- yeah, it was definitely last year. And we even put on our YouTube channel, we did our very own playlists of what we should want. Another 80s rock compilation album came out. Oh, it, well, Christmas recorded. came up, wasn't it? So, oh, there was, you know, those. Now that's what I call music. You know, three hundred and fifty-six or whatever they're up to now. They did one called "Now That's What I Call a Rock Album." <laughs> Do you think there was anything different on there? No, Ace of Spades. Yeah. Um, what was the Kiss song? Nights, yeah, yeah exactly. Well done. Final countdown. Oh, living on a prayer. If they got the rights to that. Yeah. Every all the usual shit again. Well, not shit. You know the good songs, like we said yeah, when we recorded. Like, but there's more. There's a lot more. <laughs> Why... There's more out there, but yeah, no, it's the same compilation, just with a different packaging. Yeah. Every time, and sometimes different track order. Um, Africa. Um, just just for obvious songs, and now now I think they add like Nickelback to make it more contemporary. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, we put Rockstar on there. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Well, actually, yeah, tell a lie. I could believe it when I saw it, and I thought, it's just I, um, the same old tracks again. A friend messaged me a while back saying um, there was a, they, got, they saw a dad rock compilation album, and um, this one, they did actually have some different stuff on it, but it made him feel very old because they had uh, Blink-182 on there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that's dad rock now, is it? Yeah, that is. And it is. It is, it is technically, you know. Holy shit. <laughs> God, I'm listening to, like, great granddad rock then. Yeah, I was going to say, God, we might be getting into granddad rock. That's it. Now. Definitely now, I think. Oh, God, I'm fucked with that. That's it. <laughs> uh, there's some TV. I haven't watched this yet. I've watched the earlier series. I think you have, mate. You know the movies that made us on Netflix? Yeah, I've watched some. Uh, series three came on uh, at some point last year and the films that they talk about are Halloween Friday the 13th Nightmare on Elm Street Robocop Aliens Coming to America Nightmare Before Christmas and 
Elf. And I've watched, I've watched two at the moment. I've watched the Robocop and the Aliens shows. And they're really good. I do, I do like them. They're much more than just talking heads. And I think with both of them, they both gave me moments of that, ooh, I didn't know that, which is always nice when you get that. Yeah, I found them. Um, yeah, I haven't. I've, I think out of the most recent batch, I've watched the Elm Street one. I'm, I'm, um, my friend Rio and I went to see Elm Street and Prince Charles, and I came home and watched that one about Elm Street afterwards because I thought, oh, might as well, because it's on, oh, yeah. on there. And yeah, they're, they're, they're just good, nice, light sort of background watches. They're not too heavy, you know, they, they're quite funny in places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're just, yeah, they're good for a nice sort of light background watch, those. And they're dark too. You know, if you want to watch a documentary about any of these films, you can go and, you know, find. An in-depth yeah, yeah. documentary about them, like God the Elm Street one swaps that's like four hours long. Yeah. Um, but you, but you know, it's just you know, if you want a 30, 40 minute thing, you can just sling it on and get a bit of background about the film. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're good. Yeah, they have been good. I, I do enjoy. It. Like you said, they're perfect. Just like light watching. If you haven't got enough time to put a full film on, and you just want something that's that's going to entertain and inform a little bit, put one of these on. They're, they're really good. Yeah. Um, Sticking within the movie genre and putting to one side him as a person and things he does off screen. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about Mel Gibson starring in and directing Lethal Weapon 5? Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. I mean, Christ, I don't even know where that would end up. Who would go and watch it? Like, I know we spoke about this a lot, but that's not going to draw a, a big box office amount yeah, of money who, who's the audience apart from people i mean us i mean i well, just grew up god even i don't know if i could be asked going to see another one of them really i don't i mean because one two really good threes okay four uh, i don't even remember the three or four so what, what can what can they do i mean because he wants to try and get danny glover back in as well um he, he didn't seem too keen when he was asked about Joe Pesci being in it. So let's say it's Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, who uh, both have advanced years now. Uh, what? Oh, I mean, what can you do with the story? With... I don't know. I just don't know where it would end up. I think a streaming service and Amazon or Netflix. I mean, I don't know. You know, you've got but you've got the Mel Gibson stank to it. So who'd touch it without getting a load of shit on social media? So oh yeah, I mean that's that's bound to happen, isn't it? I mean, it know. always doesn't matter what the story is, really. They just you know cobble something together like so many of these films do. But um, I don't know. I think it'd be like it would make more money on a streaming service, but it'd be whether a streaming service would want to touch Mel Gibson with a barge pole. Mm. And then if it was for that, would they want to go, you know, really tone it down as far as violence and language and all I would have thought that because, you know, like, um, you know, I don't think, you know, like that, that would be something that um, is toned down for Netflix or anything like that. I know, like, you know, using like coming to America, coming to America as an example, I know that was toned down, but that was, that was Eddie Murphy's choice. So, yeah. But um, yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought so, but again, I just don't know where it would end up or where it would fit in in 2022 or 23. Mm. But I mean, I say that about not touching Mel Gibson. He's still getting the roles. Like he's in the John, is it the John Wick TV show? He's like one of the, I mean, Keanu Reeves isn't in that, the, the one about the hotel that's coming up. But okay. yeah, he's like, he's got a role in that. It's like he keeps getting work. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. I mean, I do, I do like him as an actor and I like his films and I think he's a really good director and I will out of interest. If, you know, if it does get made, 
I will, I will watch it. It's one of those where I've seen the first four. I've got to see what this is like. But my expectations of it are low, which might help when I watch it. Sometimes when you go in with like really low expectations, it helps you to enjoy it more. So we can, but wait and see. Obviously, we'll report more, you know, as the year goes on and as and when any news comes in, if it does get made. Uh, I have got quite a lot of more 80s related stuff, but I don't want to end the show with somebody who's obviously been very busy while we've not been recording. So I think we should get this out of the way first, mate, before we carry on with 80s related news. And we will have to invite uh, the the third co-host of the show just for a few seconds. You might be a king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later you dance with the reaper. <laughs> mate, he's been he's been rather busy since we last recorded. And Are you going to do five months' worth of this? Yeah, sit back. This is about an hour and a half now. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, this this is just, you know, what's come across my news feed. I, I don't go actively looking for people who have died with any sort of 80s you just, connection. Just, you just troll Twitter a few times. Yeah, that's it. I just bought every newspaper through the obituary section is my morning read with breakfast on it. <laughs> but there has been a few, obviously, so we'll, we'll go through some of them uh first off ed asner died at 91 uh lou grant is the first thing that comes to mind which ran from the 70s into the 80s 77 to 82 massive tv show and of course if you look at his imdb huge huge body of work um so we've no, no longer got ed asner with us we've got, no longer got sir clive sinclair computer guy over here zx81 my first computer Mm -hmm. uh, ZX Spectrum, one of my most loved computers, uh, and of course, you know the the Sinclair C5, which everybody took the piss out of back in the eighties, uh, and is is a collector's item now. So I still wouldn't go on one. It'll still look dangerous as fuck. They do on the road. I would never go into a C5 and go on the road with it. That was outrageous. Uh, no, they look dangerous. They're very very dangerous. Jimmy Greaves died eight eighty one. Uh, we talked about. Uh, Ian St. John, who died earlier uh, last year. And, of course, the, the football show St. and Greaves, he was massive in the 80s over here in the UK. Uh, so both of those are now no longer with us. John Chalice died aged 79, who was Boise in Only Fools and Horses. Oh, and this, mate, I, I recorded one of his very last interview shows with him. It was... Um, I think it was, it was it was about a month before he died. He was doing the interview rounds, and I got fitted in at the end for Boise in Belgrade documentary that came out on on, yeah. on DVD. And uh, so I'd I'd got um, I think it was like a half hour interview I did with him, and he was he was so nice. He was really funny, and of course, you know, we talked about Bo Boise in Belgrade, and we talked about only fools and horses, and all sorts of other stuff. And he was genuinely funny. And it was mm -hmm. one of those, and we've experienced it, mate. Like I say, we celebrate 10 years of podcasting together this year. And inevitably, <laughs> and anybody listening to this that podcasts themselves will, will know this, inevitably, at some point, you get the loss to show. You get a file that'll corrupt or something didn't work. This sound file, mate, it was just garbage. It was just weird noises. It was corrupted, unsalvageable. So, yeah, so I was gutted, mate, you know, when I come 
thought, right, I'll edit the show together, put it online, and everybody can listen to to John and hear about the documentary, Fools and the Horses stories, stories of him traveling the world. And then I go, and it's just garbage in my ears. It's just all distorted and unsalvageable. It was, oh, again, not the first time. I'm sure it won't be the last, unfortunately, but, you know, it's even more so, you know, when not long after, and then he passes away, and you think, oh, that'd have been so good for everybody to listen to, but nothing I can do about it now, unfortunately. The one, the one that got away again. Uh, carrying on, here's a young one for you. Fifty-five, Steve Strange, um, Visage. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I think Fade to Grey is probably the the big song that everybody would know from Visage. But yeah, he was only fifty-five. Uh, Alan Lancaster, seventy-two. Uh, he was with the Status Quo bass player from sixty-seven to eighty-five, and a few times afterwards they sort of got together a few little times afterwards, but he had that one block. Um, Gratuitous plug, his replacement bass player who's been with him since 85, John Rhino Edwards, did an interview show with him a few years ago. If people haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that. Dean Stockwell, mate, 85. Oh, man. There's one for you. No more Dean Stockwell. Yeah, that was a... Gutted. That was a tough one. Yeah, I mean, God, Quantum Leap grew up with Quantum Leap. Massive show, eighty nine to ninety three. That ran great. Every episode a classic. Uh, Lionel Blair, ninety two. Yeah. Uh, he he's been on television as long as I've been watching television. I remember him like from way back when. But during the eighties, he was the captain of a TV show over here called Give Us a Clue, which was it was charades, I think was basically (laughs) and it was just you know celebs playing charades really big over here during the 80s as well uh janice long radio dj she was only 66 uh betty white 99 uh one of the golden girls this was sad uh because she was so close to 100 yeah really i think it was like it was a magazine in america like literally published an issue saying betty white at 100 but oh yeah, I mean, the Golden Girls was massive during the 80s. That ran from 85 to 92. Uh, yeah. and of course, she did plenty of other thing, things beside that, of course. Uh, mm. Somebody who who'd passed away today, Barry Cryer, aged 86. Uh, he's a guy I have always found very, very funny. He's performed himself stand-up. He's, he's written so much comedy, you know, TV stuff over here that absolutely amazing guy very clever like i said very funny and he'd started uh, i think i've got episode six downloaded the other week he'd started a podcast with his son bob and they'd have guests on and they'd just go over you know like barry cryer's history and tell really funny stories from the world of television and film and comedy clubs and all of this it's a really really good podcast and I said they've only got to up to episode six. I don't know if they've got any in the bank to to be released, um, but there's not going to be too many more because he sadly died today. Uh, and finally, of course, aged 74, the guy that you've met, mate, Meatloaf. Yeah, this was, God, talk about like childhood heroes. Like first album I owned was Bat Out of Hell. Second album I owned was Bat Out of Hell too. And um, <laughs> yeah, just an absolute legend. Just, just, hugely important in, in music and yeah i met him on um 
uh, when they released a single for Pat Out of Hell 3 um, uh, back in, I guess, 2006 uh, when that came out. So, yeah, yeah, he was brilliant. I mean, God, I don't need, we don't need to tell you everyone how great Meatloaf was. Yeah, so. yeah. Good acting parts he got as well. He got a lot of, you know, as, as well as his oh my, music. Yeah, yeah, the films, too, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's gone. So... There we go. They they were the ones that I wrote down as they came across my news feed. Yeah. So that that's more than enough. <laughs> I'm going to carry on with that. So just to, just to lighten it, of course, because you know, talk about death. Let's uh, let's have a little bit of birthday talk just to to finish that little section off. Happy birthday, happy birthday. And mate, to go with the birthday talk, I also need to. Press this button. Oh. I was waiting for the groan, mate, from you. <laughs> oh, yes. Two birthdays. 17th of September last year. 71. <laughs> 71. Cassandra Peterson. I thought this was going to be recent birthdays, but now you're literally going back to... It's um... since we last recorded... I can't let I cannot let Elvira's seventy first birthday go without mentioning. Can I? She's already on my OAP hot list, and and shall always remain there. But we've got we've got a new entry into it, mate, because on the September the twenty fifth, just one week later, a lady became sixty, and was officially eligible to join my OAP hot list. Heather Locklear is now 60. What do you think of that? <laughs> well, congratulations, Heather. Yeah. Congratulations and, and welcome to this, uh, this, this storied thing of, of my OEP hot list. There. They must be very pleased and proud. Don't you feel better now? Hasn't that made everybody feel better after all that death talk that we've got? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Dave got Dave being a lech. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the same, mate, if, if I pressed that music and you didn't do an audible groan. <laughs> that's that's what makes it, mate. We, we have got let's go God. back. Let's go back to some some eighties related news. I have got and this will probably not come as too much of a shock to you. I have got some Sylvester Stallone news. Yo, Polly! How about that? Right. He's in another video game. Far Cry 6 has got Rambo DLC. He can play as Rambo, apparently. So there's that. If you've got Far Cry 6, you can get Rambo DLC. Also, wow. also I've got a bit more sly news. Yo, Polly! There's a game called... Is this, is this a thing now? It's a thing now, mate. It's, it's on the soundboard. It's, I'm going to be God. pressing it quite a lot there for the rest of this show. There's a video game called Paladins. I'd never heard of it before. Uh, but then on YouTube, I saw something called Paladins versus Rambo. So in this game called Paladins, there's now a Rambo skin for a character called Victor. And you can make yourself look like Rambo. Um I would wear Rambo's skin if I had to. I would, oh, wear, Jesus. I would wear Sylvester Stallone's skin. I would cover myself in lotion and then wear Sylvester Stallone's skin. Moving on. More sly, news. More sly news. Yo, Polly! Episode 50 
of the Unwaxed podcast uh, was released since we last recorded, which is uh, two of the daughters of Sly, Sophia and Sistine, to celebrate the 50th episode. They had their dad on and talked to him for about an hour or so. And it was all right. I've got to admit, I think I was expecting too much from it and I was a little bit disappointed. I wanted more stories from Sly, to be honest. But it was it was a proper, you know, daughters taking the piss out of their dad. So that was nice to see that. So if you haven't listened to it yet, the Unwaxed podcast, episode 50, that's the one to listen to. Uh, yeah, more Sly news. Yo, Polly! <laughs> You'll get used to it, mate. It's right. Now I have put, this is how long ago, I put as the note, Rocky versus Drago trailer. Oh, the trailer was out. And then since we last recorded, not only is the film out, uh, there's a making of documentary that's out as well, which I know we have both watched both of them, haven't we? So what did you think? What order did you yes. watch them? Did you watch the film first and then the making of, or did you do it the other way? Yeah, no, the film, then the making of. Okay, and what did you think of both of them? It, it was not as bad as I thought. It was, it was obviously, we've spoken about it before, you know, the prospect of Stallone doing a director's cut of a film we hold dear mm. um, and just removing all all the joy from it, basically, <laughs> and making it more... And I mean, he did remove stuff, you know, the sex robot is yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, and my God, Paulie is basically an extended cameo. Um, mm. Bridget Nielsen, even less. Um, but it it did work well, and it's a nice alternative to yeah to Rocky Four. I mean, like, but it is still very much like an extended music video. You know, like there's you know there's alternate shots during the fight, so it does feel different but the same. So yeah, I I enjoyed it, but I. You know, the, the theatrical cut of Rocky Four will, you know, that's my go-to. Mm-hmm. And what about the documentary, which was was quite literally a oh, guy, that, yeah, that a guy with a knife? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was longer than the film, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's really a really interesting look to see how he operates and how he, you know, what he, you know, what what he thinks of his past films and how he how he works as a director and an editor and what he wants to do with it. You know, he's, you know, people take a piss. Um, of Stallone, but he's you know he's a smart guy and he knows what he's doing and yeah, he's a very, yeah. very good filmmaker. So yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched the making of first, and then watched the film, and I enjoyed the making of. Like I said, it's just a guy with you know an iPhone just filming Sly as he was going in and editing, and it was good to see his decision making. Uh, and his frustration, because he was getting really frustrated at times, wasn't he, trying to get things right? And there was things being pointed out to him in the film that he'd never noticed before. And he was finding all these different things that he'd never noticed before and was changing them, just like some really minute details. And so then I came to watch it knowing what changes he'd made. So, you know, looking out for some of them. And I enjoyed it like you. I enjoyed it. But that the original 80s cut will always be the one for me you know the one yeah. that we both grew up watching and both loved so much uh is is all my go-to i will watch this version again going forward but the original cut is still you know even though yeah. it is you know it's it's extended music video montages 
more or less. It's just so it's just so cheesy and so awesome. Um, but I can see, yeah, I can see why he did it. He wanted, uh, you know, looking back at it, he wasn't happy. He wanted this cut, and he's he, he definitely achieved what he wanted to do. Uh, and so, if if you haven't watched it yet, I would recommend that you do watch it. And uh, yeah, and again, let us know what you think. Which which version do you prefer, the original eighties cut or this new one? Uh, well, yes, I'd better get my finger back on the button because there is more sly news. Yo, Polly! He was in the UK, mate. Expendables 4, which, I mean, we've talked many times about the Expendables over the years. Yeah, uh, indeed. Some good, some bad. As far as the film goes, we I think we both agree. Number three, not the best. <laughs> not the best at all. Dodgy decisions bringing in some new blood, which for me didn't work, not making it R-rated or 18 over here, just alienated both sides of the coin with the audience, you know, old school like us that wanted some, yeah, come on, kick-ass violence, tone that down. And then, because they're rating to try and get more bums on seats, the younger crowd went, I don't know who Sylvester Stallone is, so I'm not going to go and watch it. So it wasn't, it wasn't really for anybody, so... I'm hoping for a hard R is what I'd like. So I've got my fingers crossed for that. And that's the main thing, really. <laughs> and, it's, and, it's just, yeah, and, and it's the old guard. It's just, you know, it's it was put together for to see, you know, your old action heroes back together for another ride and blood and guts and gunfire and all of that. I want to see that. That's what I want to see. Um, but a friend of yours, mate, if you'd like to tell everybody, a friend of yours... Uh, is, is is in it really take it forward and i'll leave that little tease as you take it forward well yeah i mean yeah there's only so much i can share about mm. this of course but yeah my uh a pal from uh the wrestling greg greg burridge he does a lot of work in british action um films um if you've seen any recent Scott Adkins films you might have seen uh greg in there uh he does a lot of stunt work as well obviously his background as a wrestler is um provides a lot of help with that yeah and yeah he um he he was on he's on the stunt team uh, of Expendables Four. Awesome. Um, and yeah, I mean, I uh, we chatted. I saw him at the last EU show, and we chatted about it at length. A lot of stuff um, I cannot share, of course, for obvious reasons. But yeah, um, yeah is it's yeah very exciting sounding. Um, he was just ecstatic. He had his crew jacket on. Oh. Um, yeah, just just yeah, amazing. Um, I'm so happy for him. I can't wait to see it. Are you going to be looking out for him now? Anytime there's any stunts and stuff on? on yeah, screen? I know specifically one one stunt that he did. Yeah. So yeah, I will be. Um, oh no, he didn't do that one in the end. He uh, no, um, but I know roughly in the film where where he where he, <laughs> he is. So um, it's going to be good. Uh, well, not in the film, but like what they shot. So uh, yeah, I'll be there'll be bits I'll be keeping my eye out, and of course in the credits as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely You've got to stay behind for the credits. See him on there. That would be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, if my fingers crossed, uh, it can't. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, but it can't be any worse than number three. Surely, that was, that was a low point for me. Uh, another another Sly film that's coming out, mate. It's got a release date this year, August the twenty second. Oh my god, I missed the button because it's more Sly news. Yo, Polly. Well, there you go. <laughs> Samaritan is coming out on August the twenty second. Where he's, oh, is it? Yeah, he's in the, the aging superhero that's been missing for years and thought dead. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that as well. 
And I think, I think, I'm not sure of the rating of that one, but I think it's, you know, it's not, it's not going to be PG. But okay. the, uh, just the premise of it, of him as just, you know, an old beaten up superhero interests me much, much more than, yeah. you know, because you know, I dropped out of the bloody Marvel universe a few years ago. And, um, yeah, this is more of a... Well, he is in the MCU, so maybe well, you shouldn't well, be so yeah. snooty. True, true. Yeah, that's true. We'll see see what happens. But so we've got. I a... think he's in the next Guardians film. I, I remember seeing that at yeah. some point. That um, you know, bringing his um, character back because that's like David him and um, ah, oh, who was it? I know Miley Cyrus did the voice of one of them, and then there was someone else, like Michelle Yeoh. Was that it? Um, oh, okay. They were like their characters were like the original Guardians of the Galaxy, and they were yeah. they were going to explore that more. So, mm. yeah. Well, we've got at least two Sly movies coming to the cinema this year, so that'll be nice. Um, Indeed. It's not over, mate. There is still more Sly news. Yo, Polly! December the 5th. <laughs> December the 5th last year. Oh, how I wish I'd won the lottery and got Quit living in the past. Let's move on to something else. <laughs> there was an auction. He auctioned off loads of his film memorabilia. Like, Shock strap. Yeah, that's what I'd have gone for straight away. Unwashed. Yeah, I know. Put it there next to me as I record. Uh, yeah. It, Wearing it. On my head as, as, a, as a COVID mask. Then, there was oh there, there was everything there was everything it was incredible but it was all expensive so I couldn't buy anything which is a pain um, I I doubt it but if anybody listening did buy anything let us know you don't have to tell us what you paid for it but let us know send us a picture that that would be nice uh, also Sly News Yo Polly talking about money uh, he put a video online today. The sliced alone shop have got one sixth scale, so they're about a foot tall, about twelve inches tall. New Rambo and Cobra figures, and they look awesome. And I've, would, I've, would they fit up your ass? I, I would, mean, I know that's usual chest. Well, it depends because they've got add-ons. <laughs> you, you know, you could put like a gun in his hand and all of that. So you're talking a bit more. I don't know, more lube probably if you wanted to get it up there, depending on what add-ons you put onto him. But they look, they look amazing. They really do. And oh, I don't want the Rambo one, but it's $260 to pre-order and they will sell out. God. So, yeah, if there's any really rich listeners out there that want to, uh, they just want to throw $260 and send it over here, it'd go in a very nice Rambo collection. But I think... Uh, me and that new Rambo figure will be me just looking at pictures of it, unfortunately. But it is really good. Uh, if, if you haven't seen it yet, just take a few minutes, go to the Sly Stallone shop and have a look. It's ones that do actually look like him because there's some dodgy ones out there that don't, that I think I put on Twitter towards the back end of last year. There's some awful Rambo figures out there that do not look like Rambo whatsoever. Uh, we're, getting, we're getting near the end of Sly News. Yo, Polly! Because, did you know that Adele bought Sly's Hollywood Mansion? Yes, I did see that at some point. Adele's bought it. I didn't even know it was for sale. If I'd have known it was for sale, I'd have gone to the auction, um, you know, the estate agent website, and just had a bit of a nose around. So, um, I don't actually know 
uh, and I should do, where he's moved to. Do you, off the top of your head, where he's moved to from? No, no, I can't. If you don't. Now, I know everybody's moving out of Hollywood. I know Gene Simmons has and a few others, and I think it's something to do with like tax reasons, apparently. California and the tax hikes or something or other. I'm sure, if, again, anybody listening in California will know more about that than I do, but it seems to be that a lot of stars are moving out of Hollywood now. It's not, it's not the place to live. Um, I don't think we'll ever move there. That's not in your plans going forward, mate. Is it from London to Hollywood next? Oh my God, I'm not <laughs> thinking about moving anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> Is that it? Happy, happy in London, mate. Happy in London. Yes, I'm here now. <laughs> I don't, you know, I can't see myself living here for like the rest of my life. But hmm. um, for now, I'm happy and and Hollywood. Still not really got my head around it. And Hollywood all that. can wait, mate. Hollywood will have to wait for you a little, a little bit longer, I think. Uh, and yeah. Finally, I'd like to visit. Oh well, yeah, yeah, of course. And why not? You never know. You might Adele might be selling by then, and you could, you know, you could be the next one there. <laughs> we shall wait and see. You'd hate that, wouldn't you? You do. You... I lived in Stallone's oh, house, and you didn't. My God. I wouldn't invite you round. Yeah, you'd never invite me in at all. You just, you'd send me a load of pictures and videos from in there. Just, <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that to me, please. <laughs> there is. You may well, and everybody listening, thinking, "Thank fuck." There's one more piece of sly news, and it is. I'm sorry, everyone. I really am. <laughs> It's it's been months. Come on, there won't be this many next time, maybe. Uh, Paramount Plus, the streaming channel over in America, uh, a TV show that's being touted. Uh, I don't think it's gone into production yet. Called Kansas City, and Sly is going to be in it. He's going to play a character called Sal, who apparently is a, a legendary New York mobster who was forced to retire to Kansas, so he could be in in a TV show, mate. Which I think, you know, big TV shows are the thing and have been for a while now, aren't they? They get massive viewing figures. So that could be something to keep an eye on going forward. I'd watch it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a perfect role for him as well. So, yeah. On a more dramatic side. So, yeah, absolutely. That, uh, in all seriousness, I am up for. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. I didn't think we'd get here at one stage. <laughs> I don't know. No, we've had some technical difficulties. To say the very least. Depending on Dave's editing skill, you'll be able to see how obvious they were. So please forgive me. It may be, I don't know, there might be some little jumps here and there. Uh, We've had some major technical difficulties all the way through recording this. But we we finally got to the end. So, uh, yeah, please forgive me if it's uh, this this little blips and blobs here and there. I shall do my best. Uh, And and so that's it, mate. We have finally got here. Like I said, we'll be back in February with a regular format show talking about, uh, among other things, Shopping Mall and your first time watch pick that we'll find out between something else between now and then. And then we shall surprise each other with our new film picks. Uh, yeah, that's it. Everybody listening, you know, go to 60mw.co.uk, numerical 60, not alphabetical. Everything's on there. Uh, there's contact form. Email is direct. Contact at 60mw.co.uk asked quite a few questions in this show please take a few minutes and answer us and we'll reply in the february show and until next time we shall disappear we shall try to get the technical gremlins fixed at our end and uh all being well if everything just doesn't explode upon us which it wouldn't have surprised me tonight mate the way it's gone uh hmm. we'll be back with a with a february show so it's nice to uh 
get back online with you, mate, despite all the problems we've had. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have been a return for us if we didn't have some technical problems. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we'll be back in in February. So, uh, yeah, send us a tweet, send us some emails. Like you said, we've got lots of questions for you, and we will be back then. And some things never change. I say goodbye and leave it to Tom to close the show. Goodbye. Well... Would you believe it? Like now, a big part of my job is um, on the phone to people, where I do obviously have to conclude a conversation on uh, another end of an audio device by saying goodbye. So you can imagine, after three and a bit months, I might be a bit better at goodbyes on here. But you'd be wrong.